Let's do it. Hey guys, welcome in. It is Brad with College Sportscast. We are here to do our weekend wrap-up show for week 23 of season two. I heard a fan offer free dipping dogs if I blew it. Wanted to have some fun, you know, execute. I <laughs> bombs. So stay as a team, execute, give 100%. Dipping dogs sound good. All right, guys, welcome back. It is Brad with College Sportscast. I have John Roberts, a.k.a. Drink Local Beham on Twitter with me. What's up, John? What's happening? I don't know, man. It's been a couple of weeks, I think, because I was doing the Kentucky women's game last week on Sunday. It has. Uh, it has. It has. Yeah. yeah. So it's been a couple of weeks since we've been together. And uh, it's now the 23rd week since football season started. Um, and we are the last week of January um, in – College sports, college basketball is really ramping up right now. Um, it won't be, but about three weeks to college baseball starts as well. John is a big college baseball fan. Um, so we might dive into that just a little bit too today. Um, but uh, we are College Sportscast. Check us out um, on the Fanboys. You can also check us out on WSBN TV Channel 30. And you can also get some really cool gear at homefieldapparel.com. Use our code CSCAST to get some premium, vintage premium collegiate gear. We have over 100, they have over 180 teams to choose from. Um, they're dropping new stuff all the time. There was six new Kentucky shirts this week that dropped. Um, I noticed, and there was a bunch of other stuff as well that dropped just this week. Um, so they're dropping new stuff all the time. Check them out, homefieldapparel.com. Use our code CSCAST for a 15% discount. All right, John. So we usually start out with some news. I mean, uh, this was earlier in the week, but I guess the Big news of the week was Jim Harbaugh leaving Michigan and accepting the job with the L.A. Chargers and the NFL. Um, so that means that three of the four teams that played in the college football playoff now have new head coaches. Yes. One of them just moved from one of those teams to another. But yes, right. they all have. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes, three of the four have new head coaches. Uh, the only one that doesn't is um, who's the one that? Um, why am I um, going blank on Texas? Texas, that's right. Texas. Sark is, Sark is yeah. still at Texas. So right. Sark is that still one, 
that one's still the same. But Michigan, as we were uh, 99% sure that, that this thing was going to happen. So yeah, our, our shock is more of a matter of when and why yeah. is it taking so long and why hasn't this been announced yet? But now yeah. it's announced. And then uh, I believe they've already announced their their new head coach, right? So they've already yeah, said that it was the uh, the guy that 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 was uh, the guy that filled in this this year when Harbaugh right. was suspended a couple of times. Sharon Moore. That's right. Yeah, Sharon Moore. He was the offensive coordinator. Okay. Um, yeah. I believe this year and filled in when Harbaugh was suspended twice. By the way, so at the beginning of the season and at the end of the season. And he filled in at the end of the season. He took over full head coaching duties there in the games, and he beat Ohio State and he beat Penn State. Yeah, he was undefeated because uh, obviously yeah. with Michigan going undefeated, he too was yeah. undefeated as a head coach right. this year. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying, you know, he took over and and beat Penn State and Ohio State in the regular season. That's a pretty Pretty big task. Um, he's oh, only yeah. 30, he's only thirty seven years old. Um, Sharon Moore is so he's a young guy. Um, relates relates to the players really well. It seems uh, the kids really like him. It is a good move for them, I think, because unlike what has happened at places like Arizona and Washington and Alabama, where you have like 25, 30 kids putting their names in the transfer portal. I don't think that'll happen a whole lot with Sharon Moore. He was really, really liked at Michigan uh, by the players. And I, he was, you know, I think it's going to be well received. I don't think you'll see too many, um, you know, players entering the, entering the transfer portal because the transfer portal is open for Michigan the day that he left for 30 days. Right. And, and this really does also stop kind of the bleeding for, for for the NCAA as far as the transfer portal because you know every one of these was uh for a reaction to the next you know whatever hiring right. or whatever so like you know when when Nick Saban retired I was 30 days for Alabama when they hired DeBoer that was 30 days for Washington they hired Arizona that's 30 days for Arizona right I mean I I don't know Arizona got one yet? I hadn't checked Arizona on that one. Hired, Arizona hired San Jose State's head coach. So, so they, yeah. But then we all knew about Michigan was going to happen. We just weren't sure when. And if that one, if they weren't hiring Sharon Moore, an assistant coach already on the staff, then you would have had another set oh, of yeah, dominoes with that big one. Round because if Michigan – I don't know. I had heard that there was a chance that they were going to dip in and take Brian Kelly from from LSU. So if that had right. happened, then you're opening a whole nother big can of worms, you know, because then LSU and then they're going to fill their, their spot. And, you know, so this does kind of end the bleeding a little bit. Right. At least for now. I mean, you know, you never know what kind of stuff. Like last year in the off season, the summertime, there was a couple of things that popped up, and coaches got fired and, and whatever. But I mean, you never know what'll pop up. But at least for now, I think the bleeding in the transfer portal is about over. Yes, Michigan, and 
Alabama and Washington and all these schools, the portal, the 30 days is not up yet. So it is still technically open. But I think most of the ones that have jumped in are that were going to jump in probably already has. Right. And then the um, several of them got, you know, re-recruited by the new staff. So they came back out of the portal or they've gone and they found their landing space. But um, I believe a lot of these schools that lost players during this this round of uh, transfer portal, of course, Alabama took some from Washington. They're going to get some probably from from uh, uh, Michigan, you know, kind of fill back up, but they'll get more when they open up after spring ball. There'll be another yeah, round. Yeah, there's another that'll, 15 that'll day window after spring ball. Right. Uh, it's so I imagine. Days. And I'm going to be honest with you. I, I don't want to get into a big debate over it, but I wish they would shorten these windows even more. Right. I don't, I don't like, like, it's 30 days when a coaching change, like that's a long time to me. Like 15 days would be plenty. Right. And yeah, honestly, yeah, 15 days would be fine. Um, and and something that I'd heard recently, and this is something that I would really like lean into when I think when Washington got uh Penix, when Washington got Penix. I don't think he stepped foot on campus. Yeah, I, I think, think I think it was a couple of phone calls. I think it was a couple of phone calls. I think they 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 sent him some tape, and then the boy was his uh, OC at Indiana for a year. Well, yeah, so he kind of knew him. He did, he did. But I think that they, uh, I think that they went ahead and they had there were some conversations because I think it was between also DeBoer and then uh, the uh, the the OC that DeBoer had at. Um, at Washington, that that they just had a few phone call, you know, a few phone conversations, and then it was like, all right, back. And and I think that a lot of that is, uh, when is you the, the 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 recruiting process to a high schooler is you do need to go and see the campus, you need to see all that stuff. But yeah. when you're recruited. And you're a transfer. You're somebody who's already been in college. You've already dealt with all that stuff. The only thing you've got to know is what what kind of system are you running? Like, where do I fit in your system? Yep. And how does this and and how does this help me get to the next step? You know, whatever my future goals are. So if my if my next level, if I really think that I'm got a shot at the the NFL, then how does this help me? And if it does, then we can go there and I don't need to see campus because it's not, it's not about the campus. It's not about campus life. There's oh, nothing yeah. about that, 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 that is really supposed to like that, that I'm going to be looking at. I'm going to look at just football stuff and it's going to yeah, be, and I agree with that. hundred yeah. percent. It's so much easier. I think for a lot of these kids, you know, uh, you know, once once you transfer out and go to another place, I think it is. I think, honestly, I think it could be ten days, but fifteen is plenty. Right, and I think the and I think that the uh, that the the whole um, all the people that 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 kind of take that jump into this and then say like oh, I've got to go here and I got to go make a visit there. Those may be the ones with the red flags because they're really just enjoying the recruiting process. They right. just like being recruited. 
Right. And it's, you know, you don't know what are you going to get out of them. But yeah, most of these higher profile ones this year, this time, if you noticed, like they put their name in and within three, four, five days, they were already committed somewhere else. Right. And they tend to kind of hold on yeah. to those, whatever those commitments are. Most you know. of them. Now, there are some that are not high profile that are that are shopping themselves and it takes a long time. So, I mean, you know, there, there are kids like that as well. So, right. Right. Yeah. So, cause not, not every school is calling these kids cause there's like 2000 of them in the portal. And there's a lot of them that don't get the phone calls like that. So true. Yeah. All right. So I wanted to bring this up on the show. Kayshawn Boutte from LSU. <laughs> I keep going. <laughs> 8,900 bets in like a year. Okay. Yeah. It's like over, thir- it's like over 13 months. So, yeah. Yeah. In like a year, 13 months around that. All right. Including betting on his own team, the LSU Tigers, while playing for the Tigers. He was arrested this week a few days ago, a couple of days ago. He's been playing with the New England Patriots this past year. Um, but I got to bring this up. First of all, it's he he did it illegally, okay? This yes. was this wasn't legal bets. Right. This was illegal bets. And not only is it illegal bets, like betting on your own teams is definitely illegal. I, what, I mean, what do you make of this? What do you think is going to happen to him? Uh, his football career is over. That's Let's just I go ahead. Too. Yeah. Uh, the NFL is going to make a, uh, a an example out of him. He also <laughs> is not high enough profile to – garner any sort of clout to you know find a way to come back um he had enough clout to say like he was good at one point in college and then all of a sudden he kind of went sideways which was kind of right around when all this stuff was happening but um yes ironically yes yeah so the the big stuff the the big deal is this one one is he was betting on college sports or or college football um which I think is a, a a no-no if you are – obviously, if you're a part of it, you can't do it. Um, two, the place in which he was making those bets, he was inside football facilities. Can't do that. Uh, I think he was doing it all underage. He was underage. That was, the, that was one of the, the deals. Two, it was wow. college football. Was illegal, three, yeah. three yeah. – he was doing it on his, uh, like he was doing it inside the football athletic facility, which was not not great. He did eighty nine hundred bets over, or right around eighty nine hundred bets over a thirteen month period. It was about twenty two, twenty three bets per day if you calculate it all out per day. So one an hour for thirteen months is what he was yeah. is what he was doing. Um, yes, he did have several of them in which he, he had bet on himself. Um, now, as far as I know, none of the ones where he was betting on himself, did he bet 
against himself. The only the only ones I've heard is he bet on himself, and those didn't hit. Um, I think it was against the Florida State game, not this past year, but the year before. Um, right. He, uh, I think it was like a certain amount of catches, uh, touchdowns, or yard. It was like yards and and I touchdowns. Heard there were seventeen bets out of the eighty nine hundred that was that was LSU involved. Is what I had heard. I don't know if that's right or not, but. Yeah, it doesn't really seem like it was a ton, but yeah, yeah. and a few of them were like, uh, were part of like eight. I think it was an eight leg parlay. Was the one with uh, LSU versus uh, FSU, and I think it was like he went over on the eighty two uh, eighty two yards and right. over on like yeah, those you know two TDs or something like that. Anyway, he he had like one or two catches for like 20 something yards in that game. So he was, uh, he was non-existent in the game and, uh, he had bet that he would, I mean, he bet on himself. He bet to go over all that and it, he didn't, so, didn't get I mean, it. So. Kid, I just want to be like, so he just left LSU last year. He's played one year in the NFL. Yeah. Um, and I mean, hopefully these young guys will see this and 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 pick up because there's been some betting issues in the NFL and some people that has gotten bans from the NFL. Like Cal- Calvin Ridley, right? He was one of them. Yeah. Yeah. So that was you know, like a year year so or two suspension. I don't, him. I don't think this kid, 22, 23, 24 year old kid, whatever he is, young man, um, I don't think he's ever going to play again. I really don't. Yeah, that's yeah that 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 seems like a, a fair assessment right there. Um, yeah. I think the NFL goes goes all in on him. I mean, he has some talent. I, I'm not saying that he's going to be number one wide receiver or nothing, but he has some talent to play. He could he could have continued his career for six eight at least six eight years. Right, he could have. But the the yeah. the worst thing that that could have happened on this whole ordeal is the fact that he used the name Keyshawn Booty Boutte uh, zero oh, zero one yeah. or zero one, oh, and he also had another one. He, he had two of them. So one yeah. was Keyshawn Booty oh one, and the other one was Keish, and the other one was Keyshawn Booty seven, which is his co- uh, collegiate number. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, right. So, uh, yeah, he wasn't hiding. But then yeah, again, then again, he 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 was doing it in so much in plain sight. It's like no way they'll guess it. It's like having your password password. You know, what took, it's what such took a so long. Like, why did it take them thirteen months? And what took so long with him? Doing I, I think it? they were. I, I think they were doing a thorough investigation once they once they caught on to that that he was doing this. I think they did a thorough investigation. So I think that there was a lot of stuff that was happening um that they they were gathering a lot of information just to be 100% this is him this is you know right. he th- th- this is coming from his his phone or an IP address that is you know right. connected yeah, to him right. you know stuff like that so yeah but it just seems like that's an awful long time to spread out you know and with him doing it basically right out in the open but the the the, the funny thing too is that he he won like he was making money doing this. It wasn't like he was losing money. I mean, he was a degenerate gambler or, I mean, you could say that he was, 
he had an addiction to gambling, or you could say he was a professional gambler. He was making yeah, money. He was making money. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, like, yeah. in all honesty, I think what, what a, a professional gambler, what wins, like, what, 51, 52% of the time, like, they're winning, like, not that much. They're still making money as they do it. Yeah. But, like, in terms of the amount of bets they place, they don't make a ton of money over, you know. Yeah. And he was, again, he was doing something that a lot of professionals, you'd sit there and go, okay, all right. So, you know, but then again, there was some of that stuff was, you know, you could, you could say was insider information because of the fact that he was playing and the stuff that it's in there. It's the stuff, the part that was making everything illegal. So, yeah, Yeah. you know, you got, when you're in, when you're playing, I mean, you got a little bit of insider information, just a little bit. So, right. Yeah. All right. So the next thing I wanted to touch on real quick, Thursday night, LSU and South Carolina played in the women's game. I watched it. It was a big deal. Um, you had the defending champs, LSU. Um, South Carolina was um, undefeated last year when they got knocked off in the final four, undefeated this year, the champs from the year before, so, I mean, you know, you got Don Staley and Mulkey going against each other here on Thursday night. Did you check it out? Did you? I know. The, the, only, thing that I, the only thing that I saw out of this, there were two things. One, I saw that uh, South Carolina, I believe, won, right? They did. They and two. They and two. 33 minutes in the game. Yeah. And two, uh, Mulkey was wearing a jacket that had Coca-Cola written on the front. So everybody's going, you know, how much money did Coke pay her to yeah, have yeah, that jacket on? So she did. She yeah. got her own NIL deal. So yeah, she did. <laughs> I'm assuming that Coca-Cola sponsors LSU, I guess. Well, yeah. I mean, like, look, look, Coke sponsors just about every school in the SEC that I'm aware of. Um, and because I know that they sponsor both. Auburn and Alabama, uh, they got to sponsor Georgia. Um, but I think that they sponsor most of the schools within the, uh, within the SEC. Uh, and so, I mean, it, it makes sense. It was just one of those. It was very, again, she, she's done this all the time with what she, what she wears. So it's not, this oh, isn't yeah. surprising that she would wear something like this. It was the fact that it was a brand, like a, 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 sponsorship deal as opposed to yeah. you know this was just outlandish like you know well, it had, it had the feathers and on the back and it was opening up a coke i think on the back uh yeah you know, and then across here it said coca-cola right yeah sparkly jackets i mean she does all that but the game itself guys if you didn't check it out I, i've heard two different reports one report said it was 1.6 million watching it it was lot, It was on ESPN. Another report I saw said two million. I'm not sure which one's true, which one's not. But it was one of the most watched women's games in a very long time. Right. Regular, regular season. Um, yeah, makes sense. And you had Angel Reese going. You know the the defending champs. You know going against this South Carolina team, um, who is really young like they lost five or six players last year right uh, south carolina did and they've got they had a couple of transfers come in of course i mean that's the way the game is now um cardoza is back six foot seven i mean 
for a woman, she's a monster. I mean, just so, so how many losses is this for LSU? Because that I, I know that it's they have that multiple their, losses. That was their third. That was their third loss. Because they lost one to Auburn. Yes. And they and lost they to South Carolina, and they lost a first game of the season to some small. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's so right. I can't remember who it was. But they lost the very first game of the season to some small school. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the that's their third third loss on the season. <coughs> South Carolina has some really good guards that can shoot the ball. They can shoot the lights out for girls. Yeah. If you if you you know, if you like watching ball, I'm serious. This team is really, really good. I have watched them two or three times now i'm actually covering kentucky women's basketball i've i've seen them play them they killed kentucky um you know and and you know and then i've seen this game so i've seen them two or three two and a half times i think now they are a juggernaut i mean they just now lsu had them on the ropes Angel Reese fouled out with four minutes and two seconds to go up two points. And after she fouled out, South Carolina closed the game on 11 to three run and won 76 to 70. That's how the yeah. game. They, they were in the game while Reese was in. She got started getting in some foul trouble. They kind of closed the gap. They were up about six or eight. And then and then she got three, had to come out. She got four, had to come out. You know, and they she Kim kept putting her back in. And they still had a two-point lead with four minutes and two seconds. She picked up her fifth. And after she went out, I mean, to be honest with you, um, Van Lilith hit a three, and that's it. That's all they had after after Angel Reese fouled out. Yeah. That's the little guard that transferred from Louisville to LSU this time, by the way. All right. So that is um, the LSU game that I was going to talk about. So let's get to the scoreboard that we normally do. Um, there is games that was going on today. There are three ranked games that are final UConn demolished Xavier today, 99 to 56. Purdue won at Rutgers, 68 to 60. And FAU won at home, 66 to 63 over North Texas. Um, there is a couple of games. There's a Memphis and UAB plays in about 30 minutes. I know John's probably interested in that game. Um, he is in Birmingham, so yeah, that's why I said he's probably interested in that game. Yeah, that one, and uh, I believe uh, once her face as part of our group too is also interested because she lives in uh, Memphis. Memphis. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Jen, yeah, Jen Santi, nineteen eighty, I think is her uh, Twitter name, something like um, that. Yeah, but it's Jennifer Williams, I think, is her real name. I believe. I think. I don't know. Um, but yeah, she's part of the Defan boys, um, Defan girls with us. 
and mm -hmm. she lives in Memphis and is a Memphis and FSU fan. That's the two teams that she that she really pulls for. So that was that was today's games that are final. I want to run through yesterday's games. Um, these are all the ranked teams. I'm not going to go through because college basketball has got too many to go through all of them. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so Houston beat Kansas State at home by 22-74 to 52. Houston is rebounded nicely off of that one bad week going on the road in the Big 12. Uh, Marquette handled Seton Hall pretty good yesterday, 75-57 um, at home. Iowa State knocked off Kansas yesterday. The second Saturday in a row, Kansas has lost. Um, they lost 79-75. to Kansas is now has four losses. Yep. They have four losses now. Um, Kansas. I'm going to take a, just a quick minute here to say Kansas has a really, really good starting five. They have almost – they get almost nothing else. That entire game yesterday, three of their starters played 38 minutes. One of them played 35 minutes, and they got two points off their bench. Oh, they just don't have a bench. I think that is going to hurt them in the tourney. That's my opinion. I've been saying that all year, but yes, it will. They, they just don't have a bench. They have five good players and, and they're good players and they're going to keep them in a lot of games mm -hmm. and they're going to win a lot of games with those good players. But, you know, occasionally you get wore out on the road. You got to go against, you know, you get fouls, you get foul trouble. I mean, and and it hurts you, you know. So uh, North Carolina beat Florida State at home 75 to 68. Texas Tech won a close, close game, 85-84 at Oklahoma. That was a ranked versus ranked opponent. Texas Tech is 20, and Oklahoma was 11. BYU won a big game at home in Provo, 84-72 over Texas. Illinois bounced back um, number 10 and beat Indiana 70-62 at home. Mississippi State knocked off Auburn yesterday, 64-58. That mm -hmm. is two losses in a row that Auburn has has endured now this week. On the road. On the road. Both of them on the road. Alabama was on the road earlier in the week, and then Mississippi State was on the road yesterday. Um, I don't think that that's going to affect them in the long term or anything. It Playing in the SEC, you know, on the road is is tough sledding. Yeah, so so in, the, in all the uh... – statistical categories like the Ken Palm and the net and everything like that. Auburn really didn't move anywhere after losing those two games. Um, yeah. I think they were now they'll like, drop in the polls. They were eight in the polls They're, after losing two games. Well, I, I'm pretty certain that they'll drop more than Kansas will drop and Kansas dropping, you know, dropping two games, you know, this week and yeah. Auburn dropping two games this week. Uh, 
Kansas won't drop, won't get his hit that bad, even though Auburn's record is the same. Where yeah. it's, uh, I believe they both have four losses. Um, yeah, I think they're both sixteen and four, or something like that. Right, yeah. right. Um, but Auburn will drop probably. I'm, I, I'm I, guessing. I'm guessing twelve or thirteen is what I'm guessing. Yeah, probably in that neighborhood. I was going to probably be more like a fifteen, but yeah, that that works. Um, I'm I'm, I'm going to guess somewhere in the twelve thirteen neighborhood is where I'm right. going to guess. And it just, you know, again. Uh, in the net and in the and in the Ken Palm and all that stuff, I think they stayed, you know, right around a top ten um, schedule or, or ranking or whatever with that because I think it was they were up as high as like you know five or six and now they're like eight or nine. So, I mean, I, I don't think there's no worry. Bruce Pearl's going to have them. I mean, they got they got good players. Jalen Williams is playing awesome. Holloway. I mean, I don't think there's any worries there. Um, Duke snuck out a win at Cameron Indoor versus Clemson. And I got to stop and talk about this game for just a second. Clemson had this game won, okay? Like, they were literally up four points with the ball with about a minute and a half to go. Now, it came down to a couple of calls at the end that a lot of media and Clemson people and even the coach – Clemson coach and stuff was complaining about, okay? Mm. But I want I want to say this. If you don't come down the floor and have two stupid turnovers in the last minute of the game, that play doesn't matter at the end. That's right. Don't don't put the don't don't put it in the hands of the referee. That's that's, yeah. that's that's especially when you're on the road at Cameron Indoor. I mean, you can't, you know. I mean, when he when he drove in and got a little bump, and they're and they're saying, well, they shouldn't have called that. They should have let him play. They're not going to let him play. I mean, come on, guys, that's not going to happen. Yeah. What you shouldn't have had happen is two unforced terrible passes and turnovers up four. At Cameron Indoor Stadium. Right. You shouldn't have been able to close that game out. That's right. That hurts Clemson. I mean, you know, that was a game that I think if Clemson wins, they are firmly in right now. Mm -hmm. But setting 13 and six, and, you know, I just don't know if, if they're, you know, I just, I'm not sure yet. They still got some work to do, they have a good team. Right. Um, TCU and Baylor played a three overtime game yesterday at Baylor. TCU comes out on top 105 to 102 in three OTs. Um, Utah State beat Boise State at Boise State in an OT. This was an OT game as well, 90 to 84. Wyoming who has been playing some really good ball at home. They're only like 11 and 9 or something, but they play really good at home, and they won in OT over 24th-ranked Colorado State, 79-76. Arizona beat Oregon in Eugene, 87-78. Tennessee comes back in the second half, beats Vandy, 75-62 at Vandy. 
Vandy was leading early in the second half in this game, but I got to stop here for a minute, man. Dalton Connect. If you guys are not paying attention to Dalton Connect, this kid can play ball. Yes. I yes, mean, he can. He can do everything, too. Yes, man. And he goes after, like, I love his, like, when he comes down the lane, he's thinking nothing, but I'm going to stuff you and this ball in this basket. That That, that is true. I'm serious. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I absolutely love that. And everybody knows that I don't like Tennessee, but I really like watching Dalton Connect play. I, right. I hate to say that, but this kid, he filled it up again yesterday, had 32 points. He has five straight games of 25 or more that's going on. And three of those are 32, 37, and 39, I think. Three of those five are in the 30s. So. Just thought I'd throw that out there. Kentucky survived at Arkansas yesterday evening on the road, um, 63 to 57. Um, Dayton, who is 16th in the country, lost at Richmond yesterday, 69-64. That is um, going to hurt them in the rankings. I had seen them as high as three or four in some bracketology as far as seedings. I think that's going to hurt them in that. Um, well, I just lost. I hit my – okay. And then the last, one, the last one is Creighton beat DePaul 85-62, to and that was a home game for Creighton. And that was the scoreboard for yesterday and today. Here on weekend wrap up. <clears throat> now, real quick, we, new polls won't come out till tomorrow, but I wanted to bring this up. Out of the top 10 teams in the current poll from last week, every single team in the poll in the top 10 has lost at least two road games except North Carolina. North Carolina is the only top 10 road team that has not lost two. North Carolina is actually 4-0 on the road. Oh, wow. They have not lost. They're 4-0 on the road. Everybody else, Purdue, UConn have lost two. Um Kentucky is two and two, I think, on the road. Um, they're in there. Auburn has lost two this week on the road. They lost three total on the road because they lost at App State. That was the other one. Yeah. And there's some, the one behind them is also two and three, um, ha has three losses in the top 10. So every single team has at least two road losses that's in the top 10 yes. in college basketball, except Apparently. North Carolina. 
North right. Carolina is 4-0. They, they're the only team. And I just wanted to bring that up real quick. There you go. All right, John. We will switch gears, and I kind of – well, see? All right. I was going to – I didn't put it in there. <laughs> I guess it, it changed it on me. What happened? What did it do to you? I put baseball in there, and it changed because I'm so used to uh, typing basketball. I think it changed it on me. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, there we go. So I wanted to kind of, you know, college baseball. The 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 only thing that is kind of crazy to me is there's like six or seven polls that come out. I don't really understand why there's so many darn polls. Yeah, I, I don't either. I, I don't know either right now as far as the polls that really get looked at. Uh, D1 baseball's got a poll. Uh, the college, uh, I believe it's the uh, National College Baseball Writers Association. So that's one. Baseball America is one. Baseball America, I, I watch it. Right. And then uh, I believe also Perfect Game. Yeah. Those are kind of the ones that get looked at the most. Uh, there are more. There, there's more than that, but yes, there, there's a lot of a uh, lot of polls. Now, let's go ahead with with preseason uh, top twenty five polls. Uh, I believe out of all the ones that I just named, only two of them actually have their preseason polls out right now. D one uh, baseball does. D one D one baseball's got one, and Perfect Games got one out right now, and they're they are. They've got a lot of similarities, but there are a few differences in those polls. We'll go through some of those right now. Um, D1 baseball has, and do you want me to go from the from number one to 25 or 25 down to one? How do you want me to go with it? I know uh, who number one is. All right. Well, well, I know who that is. But. All right. Go ahead and give it to me. Who's number one in D1 baseball's polls? D1 baseball poll is Wake Forest. Yeah, good, because Wake Forest is probably number one in almost every poll. But, yes, yeah. Num yeah. Wake Forest is number one. Uh, last year they had a 54-12 and 12 record. They, uh, finished, they finished the season at number three because they didn't quite make that final championship uh, round, and that was between Florida and LSU. So – but they made the, a heck of a run. I was they watching did. last year. They did. They did. And they would have been the like the second team uh second team since 1999 uh to ever have uh I guess to be the number one overall seed and win it. And I know I think, they I have this, a pitcher that's coming back that is should be lights out. Multiple, multiple, yeah. but yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, so Wake Forest, uh, number two is Florida. Florida was the runner up to LSU last year. So Florida, uh, number three, Ar Caglione. yep, yeah. Caglione, uh, number three, Arkansas. Arkansas has got a, uh, an, a pitching staff too, that is also going to rival Wake Forest in the pitching staff. Um, uh, it, it's the offense that is kind of up and down between Arkansas, uh, LSU number four last year's champs. Uh, they are the number four uh, team. TCU uh, is number five. Vanderbilt six. Oregon State seven. Texas A&M eight. 
Number nine is Tennessee. Number 10 is Clemson. So of the top 10 right there, you've got one, two, three, four, five, six SEC teams. Six. Huh? Is that what you got? Six SEC? Yeah. And then then, uh, I got two, uh, two of them that were ACC. And then there's a Big 12 and a Pac-12, you know. Um, so then uh, number 11, East Carolina. Uh, 12, Duke. 13, NC State. 14, Virginia. 15, North Carolina. 16, Texas. 17, UC Santa Barbara. 18, Coastal Carolina. 19, Alabama, 20, Iowa. Iowa is one that is not going to get a ton of love because they don't, they're not generally uh, have a baseball, I guess, uh, pedigree uh, for that school, the the history and just having great baseball um, uh, teams. But their pitching staff is going to be one of those that's really good. And again, it may be the offense that's the thing that kind of holds them back, but the pitching staff. Maybe one of the best pitching staffs also in the country. Um, at 21, you've got Texas Tech. 22, UCLA. 23, Northeastern. This is coached by Tommy Glavin's brother, by the way. Um, and then 24 is K-State. 25, South Carolina. So that is – that's so D1 two baseball. two more FTC teams in the – from mm-hmm. 11 to 25, but it, I, I, there's quite a few, sounds like ACC teams in right. that mix too. Yeah, and I mean, you got ACC, Big 12, uh, and then uh, some some smaller uh, smaller schools as well. Um, so we could jump right over to Perfect Game. This one's going to be similar, but there's going to be some differences, and you'll, you'll hear them pretty quickly. Uh, Wake Forest, still number one. Arkansas, number two, instead of Florida. Uh, LSU is number three, Florida number four, TCU five, Vanderbilt six, uh, Texas A&M is seven, Texas Longhorns eight, Oregon State nine, Virginia ten. So Texas being eight in one and sixteen in the other is a is a pretty big difference, right? And having three schools from Texas in the top ten right here is uh something too to also look at um and then uh again you go uh from 11 to 20 we've got tennessee stanford uh number 13 is south carolina so 25 and one 13 another yeah, that's 14, a big 14 north carolina 15 auburn 16 iowa 17 east carolina 18, UCLA, 19, NC State, 20, K-State. So, in this one, uh, Auburn is ranked 15th. The last one, Alabama, is ranked right around that 14-15 mark. Um, Auburn was unranked in the D1. I think they were the – essentially, they were number 27, I think, in D1 baseball poll. I think they were – the second highest uh, vote getter that's outside of the top 25. Right. Um, and then when you go back into 21 through 25, you've got Clemson, 
Oklahoma State, Duke, UC Santa Barbara, and Coastal Carolina. Um, so I have a question for you. Yeah, go for it. Does Kentucky have any votes in either one of those polls? Yes. Kentucky is one of the top vote getters in D1. I think they're just outside the top 25. They, because they they are really they're they're really high on Kentucky. I Kentucky's, feel like they're really close. I, yes. I, he's, he's done a really good job this offseason bringing guys in. Um and I and they and they have a few guys back. I mean they got Burks back, uh, you know, and they have a few guys back from a team that you know, made the super regional last year. Had to go play the number one team in the land. Um, you know, yep. in in Baton Rouge, you know. Yep. Well, and, and and here's the deal too, is that uh Kentucky has a good pitching staff and they are a team that plays small ball. They don't strike out a whole lot. They walk, they they sacrifice, they they bunt, they hit the sack fry, you know, they put the ball in play when it needs to be put in play, everything like that. So they they do they do the things that they need to do to get to win. They're not the sexiest team, is what no. it is. And they're one of those, they're one of those bring your lunch pail to work, you know, teams and they're going to and, and they're not gonna they're not gonna have, you know, the guys that's knocking thirty homers, you know, a season or right. whatever. They're they they got guys that are in the five to 10 range homers. But like you said, they do a heck of a lot of bunting. They, you know, they do sacrifice flies. They do, I mean, you know, anything they can to, um, you know, to advance runners and, and, and to accumulate some runs They're and they're really good at it and they have good pitching. So. Right. And that right there is a was a, a recipe to uh at least make it out to postseason and and you, you should see what you know what happens, you know, I, after I just, that. So I had seen the I had seen the list of the top twenty fives. Right. I just had not seen the ones that didn't make it, like the votes right. that didn't make it. Right. So in D one, I think they actually posted kind of like their top well, on their website they do. Um I'm actually looking at NCAA's website, but it's D1's ranking. But anyway, um, on the w- website for D1, they actually do post, uh, I think, like the next five or ten teams and kind of show how many votes that they got. Right. And Kentucky is one of the top teams uh, outside of the top 25 that they had. So they it's were. I, I really feel like that he's that uh, you know the coach there has got a good chance and a good team to. Um, you know, to have a good season, it's always tough in the SEC. You know it's tough in the SEC when it comes to baseball. I mean, you know, a good season doesn't always mean you're going to, you know, make regionals and super regionals and all that in the right. SEC. So uh, a few other ones to look at, and and these were, you know, top transfer classes. Um, if you want to look at the uh, the – the the schools they're pretty similar to what the rankings are if you look at what the the top transfer classes so number one wake forest two lsu three tennessee four texas a&m five florida state that one's kind of different uh six arkansas seven ole miss eight alabama nine kansas ten tcu um so again you have a lot of schools that were in the top 10 in the both of those polls that are also have the top 10 transfer rankings. Um, 
if you get uh, outside of that, you got 11 Florida, 12 NC State, 13 Georgia, 14 Auburn, 15 Coastal Carolina, 16 Oklahoma, 17 Troy, 18 Georgia Tech, 19 Oregon State, and 20 North Carolina. Again, you're having a lot of the same teams that are in the top 25. There are a few of them that are not in the top 25 that are in there. Um, yeah. And, you know, when you get outside of this on the 21 through 25, uh, there's still uh, none of those teams. Well, Clemson's the only team that was in the top 25 in either of those other polls. The others were not. Um, and then I had the top 25 freshman uh, class in here. And again, you're going to see a lot of familiar names or a lot of familiar teams in here. Um most of them are in the top 25 rankings. They're just not necessarily close to the order as what they were with the, with the preseason rankings of the teams themselves. Right. So um, Arkansas is up there at number one, UCLA two, North Carolina three, Texas A&M four, NC State five, Vanderbilt six, LSU seven, Oregon State eight, Mississippi State nine, and Florida 10. So again, there's a few of those teams that were in the top 25 and only a couple of those were actually top 10 overall rank. Um, your Auburn's Alabama's Florida's and all those uh, Tennessee's are all in the next uh, rankings just to tell you that or not actually, sorry, Auburn's not in it, but the, uh, the Alabama's the Tennessee's and stuff like that. So in, in all honesty, it, it, you end up hitting a lot of the same, same schools as that were in the previous uh, rankings yeah. that we just had. So, um, right. But those so, were, yeah. Baseball starts up right after Valentine's Day, actually, that weekend mm -hmm. right after. I think it's like the 15th through the 17th or something like that. Right. So the 16th, I believe, is that Friday, and that's the day that that, that is the opening day. So 16th, 17th, 16th? and 18th. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. So. so that's the opening weekend in baseball. That's when everything will kick off. Yes, it's early for – um a lot of the upper northern schools, that's the reason why you don't see, um, you know, a lot of those teams in those top 25 rankings and stuff. You don't see – it's different than football and basketball. You don't play, see the Ohio States and the Michigans and the, you know, because they – play, Yeah, they play, a lot of, they play a lot of road games and a lot of tournaments that are uh, yeah. down south or out west. Um, yeah in at the beginning of the uh at the beginning of the year so you'll see a lot of those teams playing down in jacksonville florida in texas right. or you know in southern california they will all play in these tournaments yep yeah. they'll play a bunch of tournaments uh that are uh in the south um they several years ago about 20 years ago had um pushed to push the season back because of the fact that they were um doing you know, one because thing, they, they, they were having such a thing against it. One thing that I do want to bring up real quick, and um, it, they were in one of the polls I know, the D1 poll I know they were in, um, and it may be in both polls, I can't remember, but Oregon State. Um, Oregon State is the team that is losing their conference teams. You know, the Pac-12 is basically folding – they have worked out some deals for football and basketball. 
but last I had heard, they have not worked out deals yet for the next year for 2025 for Oregon State. And Oregon State is a pretty known well powerhouse in college baseball. They are. And it's just gonna be interesting to see what, if anything, they can work out. I mean, I am hearing that they may go completely independent. In yeah, baseball. They, may, they may go independent in baseball. Yeah. So, yeah. So I just wanted to throw that in there. All right, guys, we're going to go and do our the good, the I bad, and the ugly. You got to go? Mm -hmm. Yep, I do. I got okay. I got to bug out. Yep. All right, man. All right. All right. We'll See. catch you later. Yep. So to close out the show, I'm going to do the good, the bad, and the ugly for week 23 of college sports. So um, <clears throat> each week we talk a little bit here about anything that happened in college sports. It could be it could be news, it could be football, it could be basketball, it could be baseball. It could be anything, to be quite honest with you. So, um, you know, this week, you know, as far as as far as the good in college sports this week, I, I'm gonna give it to you. I'm gonna give it to Houston. Um, you know they're 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 playing the Big Twelve for the first time um, in a new conference. The Big Twelve is loaded; like they may get ten schools or more in the NCAA tournament. The Big Twelve, the Big Twelve is loaded. What's up, Robert? How do you join? I'll have to talk to you about it, all right? So I think, you know, and Houston comes in the Big 12. They were doing really good. They were undefeated. They go on the road, and they lose two games on the road. Um, not this past week, but a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, they rebound this week and win a couple of really good games uh, and beat some and beat some good teams, so and and beat them by quite a lot. Um, you know, they they won yesterday, seventy four to fifty two. Um, so they seem to have turned the corner and playing some really good ball in the Big Twelve. Surprisingly, Texas Tech is another team in the Big Twelve that I want to give just a little bit of a shout out here on the good. They are leading the Big Twelve, and I don't think a lot of people. Um, even realize that, but they are leading the Big 12 right now, um, and you got to give them just a little bit of a shout-out. The bad. Man, you know, there is, there, there is some bad in college sports all the time, and I'm going to – I know I talked about it already – but I'm going to give give the bad here to Clemson, the way they closed out the game against Duke yesterday. And not only the way they closed it out, 
the 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 complaining and the you know put trying to put it on the refs and 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 talking about that that shouldn't have been a foul and I mean he drove the lane he did get bumped it was a clear bump there was 0. 0.4 or 0. 0.5 on the clock um, that they put back on the clock and people were saying well they should just let them play the coach was even saying they should let them play and i just want to say this like that's 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 not going to happen that's not reality what was uh, what was bad in this game was that you had a 69 to 65 lead with the ball with about a minute and a half to go in Cameron Indoor Stadium and you come down the floor and you throw a really bad pass and turn it over. They come down, they score. Then you get a second opportunity to come down with about a minute, 40, 50 seconds on the clock and you have the ball a second time and come down the floor up two and what do you do? You try to force the ball from the top of the key to the middle of the paint, and they 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 deflect the pass and steal it from you. Bad angle. The pass was a bad angle from the from the get go. There's no way that that pass should have been should have been thrown in there. And both of those turnovers is what was bad enough to allow you to lose that game. You don't make those two turnovers, you win at Duke in uh, Cameron Indoor Stadium and you're sitting at 14 and 5 and a really really good chance of making the NCAA tournament. Last year I feel like you were left out because you had an ugly ugly loss at Louisville versus Louisville, and that's what kept you out. This year, you've got some work to do now. So there you go. And the ugly, you know, man, There are several things. I thought the way Kentucky's been playing has been pretty ugly, but they did come back and play a decent second half yesterday and got the win on the road, so I'm not going to put it on them. Um, you know what I'm going to put this on? I'm going to put this on the Texas Longhorns. And I'm going to put this on the Texas Longhorns because – about a week ago, last Saturday now, you know, they were playing a game, and uh, after the game, some of the players in the walkthrough line was doing the um, horns down stuff to um, two Texas, two Texas players. The coach had a fit at the press conference talking about how that was poor sportsmanship and blah, 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 and they complain and cry about this all the time. Yesterday. Texas was playing BYU in Provo. When the game started, you know how students like paint letters on their on their like white shirts and they paint letters and they line up and they spell out something. 
Well, they were in Provo playing BYU, and students had painted horns down on their shirts going across, and they were cheering and having fun at the game. And I'll be damned if Texas doesn't ask and make, because there is a Big 12 rule against it, by the way, which is unbelievable that that happens. But I'll be damned if Texas doesn't ask and make those students change their shirts in the crowd at Provo because their shirt said horns down. I'm sorry, but that is as soft as Charmin. I'm just so sick and tired. I will be so glad when y'all soft ass comes to the SEC. That's all I'm going to say. Like, it is unbelievable to me that that in Texas that y'all could be that damn soft. Like, it's it's a competitive, it's a competition. I don't understand if you're if you're doing horns up and you're throwing that around. What's the difference in throwing getting winning a big game and throwing horns up than somebody beating your ass and throwing horns down? What the hell's the difference? Where's the sportsmanship in that? I mean, I don't even, you know, it's it's unreal to me. Quit crying. Quit being a baby. I mean, it's just, I just, you're talking about ugly. I think that is ugly as sin to be that sorry and that much of a baby that you can't take just a little bit. This is two weeks in a row that you have done something like this. And it is sickening to me. I mean, it's just sickening to me. Grow up. Grow a pair. How about that? Grow a pair. That would be okay with me. Robert, they're officially SEC members July 1st of this year, 2024. This is the last season they will be, um, they play, they finish up basketball season and they have one more season in baseball and softball because it's from spring to June, end of June. And then they will officially be SEC members. Them and Oklahoma. All right, that's it. That's going to wrap it up for me today. John had to run, so I'm going to wrap it up. Next show will be Tuesday. Um, Hopefully, we will have Jason Harrison with us again and John Hammonds on Tuesday night. We will do the Big Fuss show um, and talk about some debates and hot topics and some current news and stuff, maybe hit a few of these things um, that we just talked about today today. 
but do it in a debate style. Um, so join us on Tuesday night, January 30th, College Sportscast, The Big Fuss Show, 8 o'clock Central Time. And we look forward to seeing you then. All right, guys. I appreciate it. Y'all have a good night.